Welcome to the Go Luxury Cruiser podcast, a show curated for seasoned travelers, explorers, and those seeking inspiration for the affluent travel lifestyle. Join your host, Tamoy Thowell, CEO and co-founder of Go Luxury Cruiser, as she invites some of the brightest minds in the industry to discuss the latest in cruise news and travel trends. Let's set sail on this exciting journey together. Explore, discover, Go. Welcome back to the Go Luxury Cruiser podcast. I am Tomoy Thelwell, and of course, as always, I am here with Mark Armbruster. Mark, how are you doing today? Doing great, Tomoy. Glad to be back again. Today, we are going to be talking about Oceania, and Oceania has a lot of exciting things on the horizon. We will have the Oceania rep on this podcast to go more in detail on some of the topics that we're going to be discussing. We wanted to just kind of start the conversation, introduce Oceania to anyone who's new to the brand. Um, Mark, tell me your feelings about Oceania. Okay, Oceania has set the bar for luxury sailing, luxury cruising, luxury exploring, if you will, the ways that the other lines simply haven't done. It was the brainchild of Frank Del Rio. Frank Del Rio is the current CEO of the, I believe it's what his title is, of the Norwegian of Norwegian Group, Norwegian Cruise Lines that we all know, Oceania, as well as Region 7 Seas, which is their ultra-luxury brand. Oceania is a luxury cruise line, is a boutique luxury cruise line, and their focus is on the food on board, as well as the wellness experience. This is a cruise line that is meant for the folks that really appreciate fine dining, really appreciate good wines, carefully crafted cocktails, the food of a celebrity chef, and then a very strong wellness experience. And that, of course, is in the spa and is also tied into what their shore excursions are like. Oceania has been around since, I want to say, the mid-2000s, give or take, thereabouts. And they started with two of the ships that came from the former Renaissance cruises. These are called R-class vessels. And Renaissance at the time, before they went belly up after 9-11, operated eight identical vessels, all within a few years of age of each other. And today, four of those vessels are with Oceania, and the other four are with competitor Azamar. Since then, they added a couple of new builds called the O-class vessels, which came in 2011, 2012, the Marina and the Riviera, And now they're introducing yet another game-changing ship called the Vista. For those that have had some experience in the luxury space in any way, shape, or form, or have experienced a luxury cruising, they have probably come across the Oceania name, and with very good reason. They have set the bar for what the culinary experience on a luxury sailing and what the wellness experience on a luxury sailing should be like. And uh, all the other players in this space, even to the ultra luxury level, have sat up and taken notice. And many of the things that Oceania has introduced are, you can now find on some of the competing cruise lines. Although I have to wonder just to what degree they're able to, they're able to do what Oceania has just done so well for so long. It's a pleasure to talk about Oceania. Oceania has been around and I first started learning about cruises and started marketing. That's how I got introduced to travel and cruises. And Oceania was always positioned to me in my mind as a premium experience. And so I'm just uh, looking and I'm excited that they have a new ship, the Vista, 
I believe it's the introduction of the A class. I think it's yeah. the lower class. Yep, yep. So the A class. So the, and I'm going to get to your points on on the ship, but one of the exciting things for me to know about this Vista class, the A class, sorry, is that it's an all veranda ship. And so for me, right away, would compare the Vista to explore our journeys, new ship explore, because they also have an all veranda ship. So I'm happy to see Oceania come out with a ship that will be relevant and competitive in the space. I'm looking at this. One of the things that Oceania had previously, of course, with the R-Class build and then their, then their original build O-Class vessels from 12, from 10, 11 years ago, is you had interior staterooms, you had ocean view staterooms. Now, on the old R-Class vessels, these were much smaller rooms, 145 to 165 square feet, which for a sailing like that is, can get rather snug. And they were a little larger on the O-Class builds. I'm looking at a French Forenda stateroom here on the Vista, and that is 240 square feet, which is frankly this a little under the size of a suite on their old R-Class vessels, which would have been mm -hmm. the regatta, the insignia, the nautic, and the serena. So these are not small rooms. And f for those who might not know, a French balcony is a balcony. You just lean out over it. You don't, it's not a balcony where you can prop a chair, but to have the ability to open the doors, to open the glass doors, lean out over a rally and take in the ocean that's, that's passing by you below, get all that wonderful ocean air in, or if you're in a part of very uh, scenic area, let's say Alaska or the Greek islands, you have beautiful views from your own French balcony. And of course, they go beyond that. So that's just the French veranda. I'm looking here on what the cabins look like, and these are very tastefully done. One of the things, I'm sure you've noticed this too, Tomoy, is that Oceania likes to work with muted colors. Lots of stones, stone colors, a lot of creams. So these are warm colors, but they're inviting colors, and yet in the same time, they're cooling colors. They put people in a very nice sense of serenity. And for me, I welcome that very much because I'm one of those that the way the ship looks on the inside helps set the tone for what the experience is going to be like. And this is something else about the NCL group and Oceania in particular that I'm extremely proud of. So they use the works of Studio Dada, an interior design firm in Miami that has an incredible grasp on the use of colors the use of textures, evoking emotions and setting an experiential tone better than I think other cruise ships do or competing interior design firms. I'm so proud that they work with these folks. And uh, one thing that I also wanted to point out, because we do have a lot of solo travelers we deal with, they did introduce a concierge level solo veranda option. So typically for anyone who doesn't know, when you book a suite or a stateroom, they have what's called uh, double occupancy. They price their pricing. They price their fares at double occupancy. And sometimes, even if you're sailing by yourself, you still have to pay the fare of the cabin. So oftentimes, you're still paying the full fare as if you were paying for two people. And sometimes they do have a bit of a discount, a 25% discount off of the cabin. So having these concierge level solo verandas means that the cabins for solo travel travelers will be priced more appropriately, more manageably. The suite's veranda looks very inviting. And just like what you said, using the muted colors, the stone colors, it has a very minimalist but luxurious style, which is nice yeah. to see. It is. And if you look here, 
the square footage of the Stolo State Room is 270 square feet. Yeah. That is a lot of... That's a lot of space, yes. Yes, compared to... And this is just for comparison. Obviously, this is not to say one, it's inferior, but the studio state rooms on Norwegian, for example, feels like a cubby. It feels like you're in a cabin that's made for one person. I'm looking at the pictures here. The ca- the cabin is very spacious. You won't feel closed in just because you're traveling by yourself. You'll still be able to take advantage and feel the luxurious accommodation that's provided by Oceania. Now, the other thing that we should point out here is that the solo veranda state rooms are concierge level suite, concierge level room. Okay, this is an important distinction that people might want to pay some attention to. There are state room veranda state rooms, and then there are concierge veranda state room. The concierge is a bridge between a regular state room and a suite. So it has about the same square footage that a normal veranda state room has, but many of the benefits that come with being in a suite. And both the soap and solo verandas are all concierge level. And that's this is nice because what this gives you is priority ship embarkation. I'm if I'm like most cruisers, the sooner I can get on the ship, the happier I am. Yeah. Because that gives me more time to spend getting situated in my cabin, getting to the buffet or wherever you might want to eat at lunch right away. And it also gets you over to the spa to book things for most of the other guests are on board. Now, granted, this is a smaller vessel than a larger line, like what something like what Princess or Celebrity might have, where you've got maybe two and a half to three times as many guests on board. This particular ship, the Vista, only holds 1,200 guests double occupancy. There is, let's say, the Sky Prince has maybe three times as many, and the Celebrity Beyond roughly the same. So you don't have quite as much crowd that you have to worry about. But getting back to concierge privileges, you've got access to a concierge lounge. You have priority online special reservations. And the part that I like here is you have unlimited access to their Aquamar Spa Terrace. That is their word for the thermal for the thermal suite that they have on board their ships and then there's other things here an ipad on board fun request for enjoyment on board an expanded lunch or dinner room service menu from the grand dining room many have the flexibility of eating in their cabin and rather just from ordering from just a set small room service menu concierge class and suite guests have ability to order from the main dining room and the main diner has a very expansive menu and then, of course, in the higher-end rooms you go, you can even order from, say, some of the specialty restaurants. So say you wanted to eat at one of the specialty restaurants, but it's booked that day, fear no more. You can enjoy in your in the privacy of your own cabin the menu from a menu from one of the specialty restaurants. So with the concierge, you get some very nice privileges that come above and beyond booking a traditional veranda stateroom. Yeah, and I wanted to just note with the concierge, and this is available on all of the ships, concierge level and above, there's perks that, let me just give you an example, complimentary laundry service, right? So mentioning this because there's a lot of clients that sail frequently, have their highest tier loyal status with other brands like Royal, Princess, Hall, and, and some of the perks that they say when I try to when I tried to move them over to Oceania, because I think they're ready for a more premium experience, 
they often say, well, I'm high level. I have a high level status with whatever brand, Holland, Princess. And some of the perks that they get for being at a high level is the, the laundry servant, priority embarkation, stuff like that. But if you go to, if you book in a concierge and above, you're going to get that. So you're not really missing out when, if, and when you choose to elevate your travel experience and try something new like uh, Oceania. I just wanted to mention that because that's a conversation that I have a lot with our guests when I'm moving them over to a new brand like Oceania. Oh, absolutely. That's a very, that's a very valid point. The, those are things that I pay attention to as well. Not all cruise line frequent cruiser programs are created equally, but one thing they do have is the more you sail with a particular line, the more you have included benefits. For example, complimentary shoe shine or complimentary laundry or dry, dry cleaning services aboard mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So when you're at the Cossier level, at least with Oceania, you're getting that by default. And that to me is very helpful. And that also having a priority online specialty reservations, we'll get into this a little bit, I think today, and certainly when we speak with the Oceania rep in a couple of weeks, but some of Oceania's specialty dining is so in demand that every little edge you can, an advantage you can have to get a reservation you want to take advantage of. And this is one. Of- Speaking of reservations, let's talk about their culinary experience in Oceania. I don't know if this is true anymore, but they want, it was once said that Oceania spends the most on food at sea than other compared to other cruise lines. And the reason why I say I don't know if it's true anymore is because I think that cruise lines all across the board are investing more in the culinary experience. It is a trend. It is a travel attraction. But that not to take away that Oceania, I think, paved the way. They were the first to really invest in culinary onboard experiences. But what are your thoughts on the culinary experience with Oceania? Okay, where to start here? You've got so much to talk about. When most people who have been in this industry think of Oceania, one of the first minds, th- names that come to mind is the name Jacques Papin. Jacques mm-hmm. Papin is a celebrity French chef who cooked for equivalent of French royalty, or maybe not royalty, but the le- the president of France back out World War for emigrating to this country and then starting the cooking shows that he did, I believe, on public television. And he did some work with Julia Child, and there are other names that come to mind. So he's a, he is a chef of very well-renowned, at least in baby boomer and early gen X cruisers' minds, which is the market that traditionally Oceani has gone after. I don't think many today, say 30 and younger, would know who Julia Child was. I certainly do and watch those shows from time to time on the television. But this is the inspiration that that Oceania has taken. So there is some decidedly high levels of technique and quality in the way the food is done on board. Just an overview, virtually all of the ships have the same fundamental uh, experiences on board. They have a grand dining room, which is, of course, what it sounds like, the main dining room for things like your breakfast, your sit-down breakfast, your sit-down lunch, and a full menu sit-down dinner and the menu that changes nightly. And then you have a buffet called the Terrace Cafe and then a poolside grill called the Waves Grill. And then, or all but one of their vessels, you have two common specialty restaurants on every ship. And those are Toscana, which is their Italian restaurant, and then the Polo Grill, which is their steakhouse. 
A couple of notes. Toscana is a has is, is a very large Italian menu. So much so that on some of their ships, you have a, an olive oil menu that you can pick from. When they come by with the various breads and breadsticks and rolls that you can and focaccias that you can take part of, you can then mate it with the olive oil of your choice. If something a little more buttery, something a little more peppery, and then in Polo Grill, you have steaks of all sorts and various sauces that you can select from. So it's the classic American style steakhouse experience. All of the ships, save for one, have that common experience. And that and the one that is a little different is the Serena, which fused Toscana and Polo Grill together to become to create something called Tuscan Grill. So they've taken some of the top items from the steakhouse menu, some of the top items from the Italian menu, and melded it into one. And the reason they did that is they wanted the second restaurant to be something called Red Ginger. Red Ginger is a Pan-Asian restaurant that exists on Serena, but also exists on their O-Class builds, the which is the Marina and the Riviera, and also on the brand new ship, the Vista. Of all of the specialty dining that Oceania has, it's my understanding that Red Ginger is the most difficult ticket to get into. Every passenger is guaranteed at least one sitting in each of the specialty restaurants, but something tells me that unless you ask early and often, you're not getting anything more than one seating in Red Ginger. It's that good. And then the other specialty dining on the O-Class builds are Jacques, which is their French restaurant. And if I'm missing anything, I know Jacques was at Jacques and Red Ginger. And then you have, I think it's called the La Reserve Wine Room and then something special called Privé. Uh, the wine room is the one upcharge specialty restaurant on the Marina and oh, on Riviera where the meals are paired with high-end wines. I believe it's a $250 per person culinary experience. I've not partaken, but from what I understand, it is a highly sought after culinary experience. Now on the Vista, the brand new ship, they added two other new concepts. In place of Jacques, they added something called Ember. Ember is a classic American-style cuisine restaurant that's highly reminiscent of being in a Napa or a Sonoma wine tasting room. So you have now you have elevated American-style cuisine, and I can see what's on offer in there pairing beautifully with New World wines from, say, the Napa in Northern California or the the what is it, the Williamson Valley in Oregon, where the Pinot Noirs come from. It's a chance to explore highly, highly curated, highly developed American South cuisine with fantastic New World wines. I can imagine a delicious rich meal with with uh, Opus One, the highly regarded red wine blend from the Napa Valley. Yeah. So that, that's Ember. And I should also add, and to why I'm sure we can add pictures of what these restaurants look like in when the video feed comes out, but you can see the rich colors, the reds, the golds that would appear that you might think of when you're in a high-end restaurant in the Napa Valley, being here in Ember. And then the other is something called the Aquamar Kitchen. Aquamar Kitchen is their wellness cuisine restaurant. So for those folks that are trying to eat very clean, that want to eat, say, paleo or keto or a vegetarian or vegan or something, or raw foods vegan, you've got your options here. My future daughter-in-law is a vegan, 
And this is absolutely an appropriate place for her to dine at. Oh, the So this is also going to be spa-style forward food. So for those folks that want to have a break from the traditional rich fare that you find on a cruise ship, you now have some very clean, very healthier options. I can imagine on a sea day, after a hard workup, going into Opmore Kitchen for a delicious smoothie or a juice or a juicing, fresh juiced vegetables and fruits, that kind of thing. Clean granolas, I could go on. Yeah, Oceania for sure is probably the best cruise line to do, deliver a culinary experience. And I want to kind of talk about shore excursions, but have a culinary discovery tour. So basically, this is perfectly designed for the foodie people who are interested. And we have a lot of clients who book itineraries and trips based on the culinary experience. So this is perfect for them. Basically, a, a culinary discovery tour includes you traveling with a chef to, this is a shore excursion, to a local villa, a local market, and pick ingredients that you'll take back on board and go to the culinary center, just kind of their test kitchen, where together you guys prepare a meal, you'll learn about the ingredients, learn how to pair ingredients, learn how to prepare and cook the ingredients, and then enjoy a meal. Um, this would be one of the culinary and shore excursion highlights that I would say is offered by Oceania. I, oh, I quite agree. This is something that I personally would be looking very forward to. One of my favorite areas for sailing is in the Mediterranean. I'm especially partial to the Western Med, which would be from Italy westward towards the Atlantic Ocean. So now we're talking Italy, France, Spain, Morocco, Portugal, even the islands of, say, Corsica and Sardinia, and the three Spanish islands, Ibiza, Menorca, and Mallorca where things are all a little bit different. This is about a thousand mile worth of uh, landform and the cuisines completely change. Imagine with me, if you will, being in Barcelona or Valencia even better, and you're going on board with the onboard chefs on one of the culinary excursions, and you're going into the farmer's market and you're watching the, sh the chef select his or her meats, her, his or her vegetables or spices, what have you, and know what to look for. Because I could see a sea of, say, tomatoes and not have the eye to say, this is going to be one that's intensely flavorful. This is going to have what we need to lend itself to this particular dish that I'm creating on board. And then able to converse with the local folk that are selling these things who can say, this is what this thing has. This is what this thing has. And this is how we could made it all together. So from that perspective, and then also being able to meet up with local restaurateurs in towns like Valencia and learn how to make something like an authentic Valencia, for those who might not know, is an internationally well-known rice, Spanish rice dish, which can have different types of meats, whether it's seafood-based meats or land-based meats or even vegetarian. Being able to do those kind of onshore culinary discovery tours works wonders. I could also see Oceania doing special winery tours where you can go to a small family-run winery high in the mountains or high in the hills overlooking the Med or looking overlooking valleys in, say, France or Italy or Spain and enjoying vintage bottles that you cannot just get at your local supermarket or at the store or that might not even be able to be shipped from Europe and brought over to this country. So that kind of bespoke experience is second to none. When you're on a vessel like this, these are the kind of things that you are looking for. Now, the good news is that it's not just culinary experiences that they offer or culinary excursions, but also wellness experience and excursions that we may want to touch on as well. 
They definitely have a wellness. That's the Aquamar. They labeled it Wellness Discovery Tours by Aquamar, which we just discussed as their wellness areas on the ship and program. They have a Beyond Blueprints. And so this is where people who are really into architecture and landmarks, there's obviously tours visiting these significant landmarks. You get to learn. They have a wide variety of um, excursions, which leads me to the promotions and inclusions that Oceania often has. They often have the what's called O-Life, where you get Y-free air, economy air, that is. And then you get to pick whether you get short excursions, beverage package, or onboard credit, shipboard credit. So when you book with Go Luxury Cruiser, we often give you shipboard credit. So I often tell my clients not to pick shipboard credit from the cruise line from Oceania. Take advantage of the beverage package or the free excursion, and then we're going to give you the shipboard credit. So... Just wanted to point that out to get more bang for your buck. Right. I have to, I can't praise the O-Life experience enough because now you've taken, all of the heavy lifting has been taken, has been built in for you. For example, the O-Life includes the airfare to and from port, which is yep. very important. It's one less thing you have to worry about. Now, one caveat is that Oceania selects the airline and you don't have a say in that and they select the timetable, but all is not lost. Because if something were to happen and you missed ship, you missed port, they would fly you at no expense, additional expense to the next port to catch the ship. Fortunately, that rarely happens, but it's nice to know that in the event of something impacting your Oceania sailing, you're handled on the back end. So that coupled with the shipboard credits that we at Go Luxury Cruiser provide, you've got a great package here, which has a lot of the thinking done the heavy lifting, if you will, done for you. Of course, if you want to pull the go with a straight fare, we can accommodate as well. Of course. Uh, it's, it makes things very, it's a very practical option for you with a, with many things built in that I think is well worth taking advantage of. And uh, I was just telling somebody today, we were talking about cruising and I was telling him why I specifically picked cruising as my niche, the service that I, you know, service that I accommodate, provide, is because everything is already included. If you were to try to go and book this and create a land experience, a land tour, you'd have to worry about accommodation. You'd have to worry about the flights. You'd have to worry about food. The list goes on. The cruise experience is already packaged for you. You just pick the itineraries, have Mark or myself help you pick an itinerary, and then book it, and you're good to go. And then, of course, we you customize it by the shore excursions, the suite that you might want to book, extra spa treatments. But overall, it's already packaged for you. I think it's the best way to travel. The best way. I would 100% agree. And for those who still want to do a land tour, guess what? You can always combine a cruise like this with a before or after cruise extension. Oceania is this, like many cruise lines that offer these kind of bespoke arrangements. That way, if you really want to do a deeper dive into, say, a place like Barcelona, you now have the ability to do that, to tack on a Barcelona extension, either pre or post cruise. So opportunity to really do a deeper dive into a country you really like or want to get to know more at a particular level, those options are now wide open for you. I don't want to steal too much of the thunder when we have our next podcast with the Oceania rep, but I wanted to, this is sort of whet your appetite, if you will, yeah. for what is such a unique cruising experience I personally cannot say enough about it. I think it's an outstanding choice for the folks that 
want the tried and true luxury experience with the un, under the watchful eyes of a very internationally renowned celebrity chef. Agreed. And uh, like you mentioned, we are going to have a wrap on our podcast in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited about that. And uh, I'm going to wrap this up. But I hope you guys enjoyed the content. As always, if you enjoyed it, subscribe to the podcast channel and give us a rating on your favorite platform. And until then, we will speak to you soon. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Go Luxury Cruiser podcast. If you found value in today's conversation, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on your favorite platform. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to stay updated on the latest news and trends in the cruise industry. And if you have any questions about cruising or would like to start planning your next adventure, please be sure to visit our website at www.goluxurycruiser.com for more information and travel inspiration. Explore. Discover. Go. Go.